Hey there, folks. I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to International Waters, the transatlantic panel show that pits American and British comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we fucking did it. We did it. We made it through 2016. Everybody on this show is alive. We made it through 2016. This is our year-end show where we take a a whimsical look back at 2016, (laughs) a year where we lost uh, David Bowie, Prince, Leonard Cohen, Florence Henderson, uh, Hope, Democracy. Uh, It was a shit year. Also from the Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah. It was a a shit year, but we're going to try to mine it for laughs and for hope. (laughs) God damn it. And you know what? We're not going to mention Donald Trump in this show more than five or six times. Great. Per minute. Great. Excellent. (laughs) You're listening to International Waters. Let's get into it. For the country where the weather report is currently heavy fog with a high chance of Jack the Rippers. From the Z list, dead list, and the British Museum's member cast, she's Izzy Lawrence. Hello. Izzy, hi. Hello. It's nice to speak to somebody who ruins my show title because they can't say the word Z because of their Americanisms. I don't know what that it's, is. Yes, the Z list. Z, Z list. We say Z over here. Yeah. Hence, why, wrong. I don't, hence why it's oh. an awesome title Z for a show. Z is not correct. Yeah, it's the Z list dead list because we speak The Z list dead list. Aren't you adorable? But aren't, 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 Zs. Aren't, aren't, aren't you now going to spell it wrong? So it is the Z list dead list. <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> I should do a show called the Z list D list and admit to be yeah. just about penises. That would be quite good. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no. <laughs> oh, please. I will be a frequent guest on that show. <laughs> oh, you like your penis, do you? Well done. Whatever. Oh, um, <laughs> Can't get enough. Hey. Um, but yeah, no, the Z list dead list is a show about obscure people from history. So people yeah. in the past that, you know, are interesting but you haven't heard of. Yeah. It's quite fun. And the British Museum member cast is a more serious historical show um, done for the mm. British Museum. So check them both out if you like your history slash laughs. Ah, I dig it. I dig it. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Izzy Oh, Lawrence. thank you very much. Uh, also playing for Team UK from Richard Herring's Leicester... Okay, I'm going to say it wrong. Leicester Square Podcast. Did I do that right? Yeah, it's yes, I left out a word. You got Leicester, yeah. right? Which is unusual. Yeah, Le- you got Leicester, Square- Leicester correctly. Leicester Square Theatre Podcast, yeah. I get very, very self-conscious. Anyway, <laughs> Richard Herring. <laughs> Hello. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right, you know. It's been a tough year, isn't it? I'm getting drunk now, so it's, it's, it's all right. That's how you I've know, got through most of the second half of this year, to be honest, since Brexit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you and me and everybody, uh, Richard Herring. It has been, uh, I can really only describe it as a downward spiral. Yeah. Uh, it's been an enjoyable one, sort of. It is, it is, it is straight up. It feels spirally. It feels third act of a, of a recovery movie. Like, uh, everywhere I go. <laughs> it's bad news is what I'm saying. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Okay, so Team UK, I need you to come up with a buzz-in word that you feel best represents your great nation. Well, we were thinking of some t- tippocentrically. I think that's a oh, word. Yeah, tippocentrically. Good. English words, oh. like tippocentrically. That is a real one. They're one. American, they won't know. No, they won't know. Right? They, they've convinced yeah, them no, that we it. say Z is Z, so... So, like, we were thinking of insults, and we were wondering, do you have any of these insults where you come from? So if I called you a plonker... Do you know what that is? I don't, but I love it. Like okay, well, you are one of those, so never mind. Uh, Spanner? Oh. Spanner? Wazak? Wazak is a really good one. 
You just made that up. No, no Wazik. Spanner, I feel like I've heard before. Wazik. I've That's been from the West Wazik. Country where I'm from. Yeah. Div is a good mean? one. Oh, sorry. Wazik. I think it actually means bull's penis, but uh, it means a, a foolish person. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Gotta be on the D list. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely on the D list. I love. Uh, but no, um, I, I was thinking something shorter than that because we've got to be quick. Yeah. So I was thinking div. Div. What the fuck is div? Well, if you if you were ever incarcerated <laughs> in one of Her Majesty's prisons, uh, you yeah. get to, you have to do jobs, and one of the jobs is you put dividers in boxes. It's one of the lowest jobs on Her Majesty's prisons list of jobs to do apparently yeah. and yeah so you become a divider slash div therefore you are a div you're an idiot you're a loser loser right so we're going to say loser re- repeatedly in the hope that we will win <laughs> yeah, i i really will answer to either div it is div fantastic we're in team I'm uk so, div intimidating i just want to know if boxing day is their favorite day of the year or their least favorite if yeah go ahead div. boxing you day. may answer sorry Different podcast. Um, I, I don't really like any of Christmas, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah. The Boxing Day is like just extending it further than it needs to be. It is just sort of sitting around going for a walk, that sort of stuff. And this do... year there's a there's a bank holiday on the Tuesday yeah, as, well, as well, so it's three days long now. <sighs> and four re- if you include ooh. Christmas Eve. It's really long this Christmas. It's just never-ending. However, Boxing right. Day they don't do in America because they're heathens. Oh, right, OK. Mm. Yeah, I don't even know really what it is. It's basically a martial arts based day of yeah. fighting. Okay, you get in, you get inside a box and you punch each other. Exactly. <laughs> great, great. I think this is the year to bring it to our great nation. Uh, playing for the country where it's easier to buy an assault rifle than it is to buy unpasteurized cheese. Because <laughs> guns don't kill people, Gouda does. From Terrorbird Media and the Totally Beverages and Sometimes Hot Sauce podcast, it's Josh Briggs. Hello. Hi, Josh. Hi. You're brand new to the oh. uh, to the international waters experience. How's God, it going for you so far? God damn, it's great to be in this box with you guys. Yeah, I'd it's rather warm. be here than anywhere else outside of here. <laughs> it's warm. It's sweaty. It's morning. We oh. can't drink beer. I know. Good. I got really mad when I heard that the Team UK was already drinking. This I know. is really somehow that one really dug <laughs> at me, boiling with jealousy. Oh, absolutely. Tell me about your podcast. Oh, it's uh, called Totally Beverages and Sometimes Hot Sauce, and uh-huh. it's myself, and my co-host Andy, and we uh, are not experts in beverages or hot sauce, but uh-huh. we like to go on a journey together. And we each week we have a guest. We talk about what they drink during the day, and uh-huh. we talk about uh, we do a little uh, taste test or flight of beverages. We've had a lot of friends of the. Maximum Fun World on the show, Jesse Thorne and sure. Jordan Morris and Lisa Pavlis. Notice my phone has not yet rung. Uh, I wonder what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't know you were reachable like that. Okay. You know? Yeah, I am. Yeah, have you gone to that? Have you gone to that dumb little hot sauce stand in uh, in in like the farmers market? Absolutely, I have. Where it's like forty percent of the of the sauces, it's like ass blaster or whatever. <laughs> it's all like puns that indicate that fire's going to come out of your ass. Indeed, and I'm sure they had a great fun time with a lot of election specific ones this year oh, and all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's no thanks. No. Yeah. We have not. We haven't gone to the stand on the show. Maybe that's what we'll do together. Okay. Okay. That's a, okay. I, I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily suggest episode ideas, but I think that'd be a fun one. You know, it'd be like 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 when the Facts of Life girls went to Paris. It'd be fun. <laughs> Get us on the road. Get us on the road. It'll be a little Sweets Week episode. I'm just glad we already got a chance to steal Brexit and David Bowie uh, from the British people this year. Oi! Already. Oh Took Oi. the shine off of that, and David Bowie is ours now. <laughs> also for Team U.S. from We Got This and the Thrilling Adventure Hour, it's Hal Lublin. Hi, Hi Hal. Hello. Welcome back. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, you're great. What's going on in I'm life? I'm just living life. And getting ready to fight in the trenches uh-huh. in some secret rebel alliance striking yep. from a hidden base. Oh, you, you've, <laughs> seen, you've seen Rogue One, haven't you? I have. I'm going to see it again this evening. <laughs> of course you are. Of course is that, you are. Is that the film that's actually, every time I read it, called Rouge One? 
Yes. <laughs> yes. So many okay. people are, are misspelling it on Twitter. It makes me fucking smile every time. <laughs> it's adorable. I love it so much. Uh, what's your buzzing word, Team US? Oh, I was thinking heartburn because I have it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a pitch also. Let's hear it. Uh, election night, I was watching MSNBC at Witches, which was very interesting to watch. Sure. All of those people get completely demoralized. It was yeah. very sad. Oh, yeah. And I remember in particular, once I think Trump had, had sealed up Pennsylvania and they read the results, Chris Matthews, you could almost, uh, it was almost inaudible, you could hear him go, Jesus. <laughs> so I kind of like to use the Chris Matthews, Jesus, because it's a, it's a really... <laughs> Oh, hard and, sound. And America right. fucking owns Jesus. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. I'll take it. We can't run for the horror anymore. We have to face this. this head Jesus, on. a dismissive Jesus you, versus div. You're going to get us in such trouble if it goes Jesus and we go div second. <laughs> that's gonna... And now the strategy has begun. <laughs> USA, USA. Oh, oh, we start that boy. chant. All right, well, then we're doing it, folks. It's Div versus Jesus. We're going to start the show with a little pop culture warm-up we like to call What's the Story? You'll be awarded two points for correct answers, one point for answers that are wrong but funny. If you don't know what I mean by wrong but funny, just close your eyes and imagine the green room at Trump's inauguration concert now that not a single marching band in Washington has, uh, has filed uh, an application to perform. It's going to be somebody from America's Got Talent, uh, three Appalachian jug bands. I imagine... Uh, a super group made up of uh, members of Stained, Trapped, Cold, and Disturbed called Trumped um, and Kanye West. Uh, buzz in with your buzz in words when you know the answer. Uh, question number one. Ach, I, the news. I'm not even going to try to do that. In oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That is nearly as good as your. <laughs> That's nearly as good as um, Richard's own yeah. Scottish accent, which he's very good at. Oh, let's hear it. Hello, I am from Scotland. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, pretty good. That's how they speak That's in a, Boston. Yeah. Yeah. transported. Somehow he sells tickets in Edinburgh. I'm never sure how. <laughs> all right, well, here's the question that you will almost definitely get. Scottish expats and brave American diners might soon be able to satisfy their cravings for what food due to a lift on a band that has been in place in America since 1971? Div. Jesus. Yo, wait a minute. I think I heard Div. I, I think he got I, just I, a I think, jump I, I think I did the international delay. I, I would imagine it's Haggis. Oh, no. It is Haggis. Is it? Okay, it is I was going to say Kinderex. <laughs> I don't... Oh, I do know what that is. I'm so used to not knowing what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I actually do know what that is. Uh, the national Scottish dish has not been available in America for 45 years due to import restrictions on ingredients. Uh, can anyone name an ingredient of Haggis, U.S. team? Cow stomach. No, yes. yeah. Uh, according to CNN, <laughs> quote, it haggis is, is a savory pudding made of sheep's heart, liver, and lungs yes. mixed with sheep. oatmeal and spices. It's sheep. And encased not... in a sheep's intestine. Oh, yeah, it's sheep. Oh, it's all geez. lamb. It's oh, not whatever. cow. Close enough. I reckon you um, could put a bit yeah. of cow in there and no one notice. Probably. <laughs> Yeah. I think Wait, you can put a bit of all sorts this? in there. Yeah. yeah, that's McDonald's plan for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These pigeons McDonald's. look a lot like sheep. <laughs> There's probably like a, a haggis uh, sommelier somewhere in the world, right? Oh, you God. know the difference? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Getting notes of, of, uh, of cow. Uh, okay, <laughs> Scots have been battling the import ban since 1971 when the U.S. Department of Agriculture ruled that livestock lungs shall not be saved for use as human food. <laughs> Bunch Just of the fucking lungs. squares. Absolutely. It's not like it's not like the you know sheep in Scotland smoke. That's that's just unfair. The, fre- the air is really fresh up in Scotland, okay? Because nobody goes outside because it's too cold. So and raining all the time. So I it's think that's weird unfair. to get picky about what part of an animal you'll eat as well. It's like yeah. you're eating their flesh and going, oh no, it would be strange to eat their heart. Grow up, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
where their soul lives. <laughs> saying. It's where they love. Um, now, over the years, stories have surfaced of, uh, of Scott's risking arrest and deportation by trying to sneak the sheep's lungs and other ingredients for the dish through American customs in order to enjoy them on Burns Night. Which, what is Burns Night? <laughs> but, I, I feel like our writers are just inventing shit. Oh, well. Uh, Burns, night. Burns, Burns Night, night oh is God. when you get thrown in a bonfire yeah. and uh, then you have to go to hospital. It's the Robbie Burns, the, the famous... Uh, Robbie Burns! It's a nicked brick, nick the lick. Uh, he's a very famous Scottish poet and it's his day. Yes, he doesn't say um, he doesn't speak English correctly, and everybody recites uh, a, a poem above a haggis, and they slice the haggis, and it happens in January for no particular reason. We should ban it again. Yep. Yeah. No, I no, really should definitely do it. A single thing that happened in the last forty-five seconds. Um, <laughs> it involves so, okay. drinking scotch, and that's always so. Good. People smuggle people smuggle the ingredients for haggis through the border. Smuggling haggis man. It's do like they smuggle? Do they smuggle the late lungs <laughs> inside oh, their I own lungs? Inhaling a lung. Well, it, like just oh. you could put all the bits inside yourself, couldn't you? Just go. No, that is my actual lung. You could actually just, yeah, imagine though having to swallow an entire <laughs> haggis and then pass it through yourself yeah. at the other end. You could stick it up your bum. You that could way. stick it. Up I your... mean, you might as well. That adds was... to the spicing. <laughs> might as well. It's pretty much that would have been a such, such a better broke down palace than the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so for a bonus point, sorry vegetarians, but I would like for all of our contestants to pitch me some meaty songs to sing while enjoying your haggis. And we have enjoying in quotation marks, because what the fuck is actually haggis? <laughs> uh, okay, like pork this way, or uh, steak on me, or this is my favorite, don't talk, butch your head on my shoulder. Aww. Do you get it? Because <laughs> yes. butcher? Yeah. Put your head yeah. on my shoulder. Yeah. We got nice. it. Nice. No. I've got some songs by Jesus. the Beatles. Oh, sorry, me- Div. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> sorry. There you go. Okay, I've I'll got- give you a point. Sure. John. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say Saturday in the Pork, the 1973 hit in so, Chicago. And you love pork so much you just get in it. Yeah, just yeah. get in it every Saturday. Great. Get up in that pork. Jesus. Liver Let Die. Yes. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, uh, Div. There we go. I, I remember what I'm saying now. Uh, the Meatles, Eleanor Kidney. Oh. Ooh. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Meatles classic, uh, Brisket to Ride. Ooh, sure. <laughs> nice. Jesus. Yeah. I'll juju on that beat. Wow. Div. Yes. I, don't, I don't know who did it. Let I it beef. It. Jesus. Let it beef. Jesus. Yeah. Hot link bling. Ooh, <laughs> I like two points for that one. Oh, yeah. Because that shit was topical. That was one nice thing that happened this year, I guess. Yeah. Was it this year? It was <laughs> this year, and was it nice? I don't know. I'll who take it. Say. It counts as nice. I'm moving on. Number Aww. two, strike uh-huh. opposed news. In the British seaside town of Woking... Beale's department store. What? Woking is not a seaside town. That is in Surrey. <laughs> there is nothing there but Real golf Worthing. courses and posh people. There is nothing. There is nothing in Woking. It's okay. next to Godalming. Yeah, you just got you just got Woking. I got, yeah. I got Woking. Well, you it's some kind of bullshit town called Woking. Worthing, surely. Worthing, maybe? Worthing, maybe. <laughs> No, this is very know. important, guys. Know. You're going to start, you know, a whole, you know. You can't just talk. lie and, t- and yeah. say stuff. You know, you should know that. You can't <laughs> Excuse lie about right. things. All right, well, in some fucking town in. somewhere, Peel's <laughs> department store, we're stunned to discover 10,000 pounds of designer clothes. Now, that is a dollar amount, like not an actual 10,000 <laughs> physical pounds of designer clothes. Had been stolen from the store with no apparent sign of break-in. What did the thieves do? Uh, Jesus. Yeah. They wore it out of the store. Nope. Come on. UK? Div, a seagull took it. No. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, they put them on mannequins and put them, just walked you them right out of the store. so close. Oh. Div. In the UK to steal. 
div. It was a Doctor Who episode, yeah. and the mannequins were actually aliens, oh, wow. and they walked them out the store robotically nice. because the like Millennium Wheel told them to. You guys are dancing all around it, but you don't have the answer. <laughs> I do, and I'm going to read it. They disguise themselves as mannequins. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, according to Metro, an anonymous so staff member from close. Beals said the store is equipped from top to bottom with sensor alarms and cameras. The thieves must have dressed in clothes identical to those worn by the mannequins and stood there, not moving a muscle until the shop shut and everyone went home. <laughs> it showed incredible nerve. So what uh, did they boy. do with the actual <laughs> mannequins? They, they got, like, three sets of clothes. What? <laughs> What's Unless they were wearing like ten different, it's not it's... very good, is it? Especially if it's in Worthing or Woking, those clothes aren't worth very exactly. much. Exactly. Some tracksuit bottoms. Particularly not Worthing. Uh, slam. Yeah. <laughs> T- take that, whatever town we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wherever you are. Yeah. Newspapers speculated the criminals had been inspired by a similar storyline in Home Alone Two. Lost in New York. Oh. So that's the most. They were second most destructive thing that came from that movie, apart from the uh, cameo by. Ali Sheedy, <laughs> an airport agent. Did you think I was going to say Donald Trump? Because I almost did. Uh, okay, we're moving on. Question number three. Heroes in blue news. According to a very sweet viral news story this month, the t- superhero TV series Supergirl was credited with saving a teenager's life because a storyline featuring Supergirl's sister, Alex Danvers, convinced the young teen not to commit suicide. What did Alex Danvers do on the show? Jesus. <laughs> I thought that was just a reaction to the story. <laughs> Jesus, that's not funny. She got some very mean emails from somebody else in that weird shadow organization she works for. And she was like, this is cyberbullying. It's not okay, uh, but I'm going to be all right. Oh, I like that, but no. Damn. That seems so clear. Are you sure it that's does. not it? Double yeah. check. I mean, it was a really detailed, was, was very wrong detailed. as fuck answer. <laughs> that was a direct quote. Sounded, yeah. A lot like Alex She's Danvers, like, I know. Get on email, quick. Yeah. Anyone else? Div, sister of Supergirl, did something. Yep. Uh, did that? She just fly when she jumped off the building. She just flew because she was a Supergirl. Nice. <sighs> and then that's what all the people who committed suicide decided to do that as well, and it found out it worked. And wouldn't that be cool if it was just like we're not flying because we just didn't make the decision? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> That'd be great. We just didn't make a strong enough decision not to be people who can fly. That's the secret be- at work. It would be a really sort of weird sort of natural occurrence if just before you died you have like 10 minutes of flight and that you couldn't control it. You would yeah. just fly naturally. Well, the That'd thing be... is, when have you yeah. ever jumped off the top of a building? So you don't know if you can fly or not. Most of us think, I probably can't, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But if, you, if yeah. you jump, I'm not trying to encourage everyone in America to just jump off a building, though That'd after what wrong. you've done, perhaps you should. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, give it a go and see what happens. Jump off a small building and just yeah. break your legs if it doesn't work. But it sounds like it might work for me. Oh wait, Jesus! Jesus! That's what yeah. we're, I think that's I know. what we're leaving you with today. Jump off a building at the end of 2016. That's really our thought. Good night. Put our heads together. Yeah, jump she, off a building. Did she? Did she come out? She came out. Yes. Did you read my script? I guessed. I was guessing. I was like, what would be a thing that would encourage somebody else? Yeah. To be like, it's okay. Yep. Yep. She came out. Uh, according out. to a Twitter thread by a user named Mary, a closeted gay teenage girl came into her comic book store. She told her that the recent coming out plotline had convinced her not to commit suicide and had instead drawn her to the store to look for more lesbian characters in comic books. Mary said she bought the girl t- uh, 60 bucks worth of comics featuring gay characters, which there are some great ones out there. The story went viral. Uh, people on Twitter are attempting to reimburse Mary for the comics. 
Uh, but the uh, their donations, uh, she's saying, please, if you're going to donate money, donate to uh, Equality Florida to benefit the, the victims of uh, the Pulse shooting, other LGBT charities. I know this is not the, the funniest or biggest story in the world or the most recent. We're talking about it because it makes us feel good. Can yeah, we just, can we just fucking, good. can we just get into that story like a nice hot tub? Yeah. Let's enjoy a win. I still think it's just boys trying to go, oh, and when I say boys, I mean nerds in general of all genders, uh, trying to yeah. persuade us that um, comic books are in any way a good idea. And <laughs> I think you're all adults now. Grow up. You know, I, here's the thing. I, there are some very, very good comics out yes. there, but I can't get over the feeling of feeling like a, a weirdo for having them in my home. Like, I, I, there are some great ones. I have friends who work in the business, and, I, and, I, and I'm a fan of their work. But, like, mm-hmm. having a shelf of comic books in my or graphic novels or whatever in my house <laughs> really makes me feel like a weirdo. Like, I can't, I can't shake that. Yeah, no. You gotta I, just get down with it. I guess yeah, I have, I built, right? a, I built a bookshelf that holds only comic books on it, so I'm the wrong person to uh, side with Team UK on this. And I was actually in a comic book store yesterday and looking at an LGBTQ shelf of comics, and that's yeah. all it was, was, like, a in a giant, like, a Costco sized store in you know in Hollywood there was only this one little shelf and all of them were written by dudes yeah which is definitely a problem right but it's uh <laughs> you know I yeah I, I definitely think they're probably more Richards uh, lesbians than they are um the caller inners uh sure yeah, yeah. but listen what? it's a start it's a start you're talking about right. meltdown comics in hollywood i am California? talking about meltdown comics you, in hollywood you mean California. the place where the friday 40 ha- happens the oh, second no. friday of every month <laughs> that's exactly what, what i'm talking about they're plugging they're just right, plugging now. Point. It's just disgusting. What? <laughs> <laughs> for a bonus point. Yeah. Uh, do you have a moment from your childhood when a TV character helped you feel less alone in the world? For me, it was a character named Lolo on a show called oh. Powerhouse that was on PBS. Does oh, wow. anyone remember Powerhouse? No. I saw Rebirth. Power <laughs> that we're talking about. It's always been in. you got to let it come out. Okay, it was about like a, a home, not a home, but it was like a community center where a bunch of kids hung out and they solved crimes and shit. And there was like a weird kid named Lolo and he was Jewish. I'm not Jewish, but for some reason it resonated with me. And, uh, we're and I remember, everywhere. I remember he pretended to be dead for one episode to like catch Whoa. some guy, but also the viewer thought he was dead. And then in part two, he like popped up out of his coffin and it was like, Lolo, you are the one for me. Did you do ever do that? You ever try to pull that in several school? times. I've done it several times. <laughs> it, honestly, the more you do it, the less effective it is. That's, oh, that's fair. So when I do die, nobody's going to believe it. Anyone? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> when I was, uh, I, see, I, I thought keep that was forgetting it. that that's how you buzz in. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll, and I'm Jewish. I'm going to just keep confusing you all day long. Regular uh, Lolo. I would say Mr. Rogers did that for me. Oh. As, a, as a child, my mother would be off cooking dinner, and I would be alone as a young child, and uh-huh. he would make me feel like there was somebody there talking to me. Yeah. And then the smell would let me know dinner was ready. So like Pavlov's dog, if Mr. Rogers is on TV, yeah. I get fucking hungry as shit. Yeah, well, there you go. It's good to yeah. know. Good thing he's dead, huh? <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. You meal creating bastard. <laughs> Anybody else? Div, um, we've got an excellent show um for children in this country called Chuckle Vision, and if you know Chuckle Vision, and then when you're older, you have to move house. Um, any movement of furniture, that frustrating moment, is made better with the bonding of somebody saying to me, to you, to me. To you, and I'm not going to explain that because you're American, you'll never understand it. But every single British person right now is just picturing two Liverpudlians with massive moustaches, wearing shell suits, and um, dropping things. I'm tempted just to make something up because they don't. I don't. That, that one sounded made up. Go on, go on, make one up. <laughs> go on, uh, Mr. Harris's 
knee. <laughs> it was the, the, song, the song went, Mr. Harris, here he comes. He's got ooh, a knee ah, it's ooh, near to ah, his bum ooh, and it ooh, does magic ah, tricks. Ah, Let's see what he's doing this week. And his magic knee could do things and so I decided I would have a magic knee as well and I did mm-hmm. magic tricks. And he is actually wearing right now just jeans, one long leg and one short leg and then the short oh, leg sure. is the same way that Mr. Harris... You should get it over there. It's a brilliant show. Get it on yeah. Netflix. It's good. No, it sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I would like to sit at Mr. Harris's knee. No, that things. sits on it. That's how he kills his enemies. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. It's, yeah, that's in the dark. Well, thanks for the heads remake. up. Josh, what you got? Oh, uh, uh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you asked. I, I can't make up a song for this, but I will just say that uh, Kevin Arnold from The Wonder Years yes, was absolutely yeah. an ins- inspirational figure for me. It sounds weird to pick like the random, like, who's the white male you identified with the most on television? Uh-huh. But uh, I would say Kevin Arnold because it was one of those like secret good shows at the yeah. time where oh, like no, it just, was it, was, no secret. it was, it was like celebrate, you know, I was on the ads for it and whatever were just like, this is whatever rando sitcom, but it was, I got caught up in a marathon of the wonder years and I got at like the age of 12 or 13 and got totally sucked into the world of Kevin Arnold because he lives inside his head. Yeah. And that is a hundred percent me. And it's just like every, every single thing that's, uh, that's going on in Kevin's head. Uh, Uh, I just need the Letterman jacket. I think that'd be cool. And a nickname like Kevbo. I miss that show. Yeah. God, I miss that show. Yeah. It was great. Mm. Mm-mm. That's another one that I Do remember you remember from act- my actual yeah. life. Yeah. That that premiered after the Super Bowl in like '87 or yeah. something like that. Yep. It was an event. It's a, it's a big deal. It'd be weird if they brought it one. back now, though, wouldn't it? Because they'd be all quite old. So it'd have to be Kevin, like in his mid forties, and be watching that. And <laughs> that he would be more he'd be in nineteen, yeah. whatever it would be. But it would still be a, a, a weird. Can I show. tell you something? And not to spoil it, but they, uh, Fred Savage is holding up great. Yeah, he is, but oh, he doesn't look like a little child anymore, does he? Looks yeah. like a grown yeah. man. Starting the show this year. Yeah. Do you really yeah, want to know what's going on in his head? Do you really want to know what's going on in his head when he's looking at sort of teenage girls? Really? <laughs> at the time I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Not now, I, though. I assume now it's like Brian Benben on Dream On, where it's there just the it old yeah. educational film, and then tits for sure. five minutes. Man. Go on. <laughs> this is fun. I could go yeah. down memory lane. Absolutely. Ever. Mm. But let's not, because that's the end of round one. The scores are as follows. The U.S. has six. The U.K. has five. What? Like oh. It's a rare moment where the, where the U.S. is leading. This is un- I know how the show works. So fuck it up. <laughs> Unprecedented. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> get out of here. Bye. We'll be right back with round two <laughs> after this. If you love podcasts, comedy, and creativity, and you're looking for some new friends to share them with, why not check out MaxFunCon 2017? MaxFunCon is a chance to get away from it all, spend a weekend laughing, and return inspired to create amazing things. Join us for MaxFunCon in Lake Arrowhead in June, or MaxFunCon East in the Poconos in September, and prepare yourself for one of the best weekends of your life. Tickets are on sale now at MaxFunCon.com. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to International Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. With us playing for the USA are Josh Briggs and Hal Lublin. In the UK, Izzy Lawrence and Richard Herring. Now, 2016 uh, has been the cause of many a fist raised to the air in anger. As a point of fact, it was the first year in history uh, that any famous people died. Isn't that interesting? Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that started happening in 2016. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I almost can't imagine life without 
famous yeah. people dropping mm-hmm. like flies left and right. I'll miss it when it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what's really cool is that uh, from 2017 forward, things are going to get considerably worse. But if you look hard <laughs> enough in the rubble of this blighted area, there was still some good to be found in 2016. So we are calling this round the best of the worst. There's no Whoa. need to buzz in. Each uh, team will get uh, their answers in turn. Team UK, question number one is for you. Just as in real life, television in 2016 saw some surprising and upsetting deaths. Uh, But what incident on a hit U.S. show inspired a petition to the White House asking them to change the wording on a button in the White House elevator to a picture of a fictional character? Wow. It's a a tricky question. So think about the buttons you would see in an elevator. Okay. A character who died on TV in 2016 that people got way too sad about. Okay. Um, Eliza, I do not watch ground television. Ground floor. Ground floor. In ground floor died. Zero. One. Basement. <laughs> Two. There's a B. Mezzanine. Simon Mezzanine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's, but let's they say, want to change like, the name to something else. Okay. Let's just but say that America, the doors are about to close like all... and somebody wants to come in. What would you, you do? You press the doors, doors opening. Doors open. Yeah, doors open, close button with the little arrows pointing. You, the, is it the... Okay. Yeah. Is it? Is I it? Is it? Leading the stop? you by the nose to this. Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison dies. Is it the little box? You do get a little. In some of them, you get a little button, right? And you can speak to the man whose only job it is is to answer the phone in the t- in the I, elevator. Is he? And they're called lifts anyway. Why don't you just call them about lifts? Different buttons? Sorry. Did red buttons? Did red buttons die? Did red buttons? No. <laughs> yes. all, they want <laughs> all the buttons to be red. Was there a celebrity called First Floor? I don't. We no. don't know is All the right, answer. Um, yeah. question. Stop it. Okay. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Give me the answer. Hodor. Hodor. Oh. 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 Game of In the Game of Thrones program, I don't watch. Hold the door. <laughs> Hold yeah, the I kind door. of don't either. Oh, that's, you got to watch it nice. for history. I did watch it, and I, I wondered, did they plan that in advance, or did they no, just they made make it up, up as it went they along? They made that up. Well, I in the French versions, though, did they? Did he have a name that was, you know, Fermé Laporte? that's true because that was the way that that was way for the harry potter fans we found out right okay spoilers for harry potter books if you haven't read it you know whatever but like sirius black and there's a there's a letter that's um sb at the end of one of the books right and then in the other Uh books it changes Ah. the language the initials change so you're just like ah also harry potter fans spoiler alert grow up it's for children. Yeah, it uh-huh. is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I was a child when I read it, so I'm okay. So for the, if, there, if there's anyone out there who listens to this podcast but doesn't watch Game of Thrones or has at least not seen this last uh, season, uh, Hodor, who's the guy who carries the little kid around because he can't walk or whatever. Yeah. I'm sketching on the names. Uh, he died, uh, and like his function was to hold the door for something, and that's why he kept saying Hodor. Well, Wait, also, so if he'd go. been able to see the future right with that, why didn't he just go a bit early before they... We're going to invade and say, "Don't touch the tree." That could have been his, you know, that yeah. could have been his phrase, and then there wouldn't have been the problem that's of being a chased everywhere. That's ridiculous name. Don't, Don't touch, touch the tree. Don't touch the tree. Touch the tree. Yeah, so he died in May, and everybody freaked out because this was in May 2016 when we were still able to have emotions. So on Change.org, somebody started a petition to Barack Obama to consider changing the White House elevator buttons from door hold to a picture of Hodor, uh, and at the time of writing. That petition has 39 signatures. <laughs> so there you, go. That's a disappointment. you know what? It doesn't always pay to be fucking cutie, cutesy fucking pie on the internet. <laughs> like it's you know, like the Bodie McBoat face thing that happened. That's fine. Right. Now let's mm-hmm. stop. Let's stop being fucking whimsical. That's how you end up with Donald Trump in the White Exactly. House. Even yeah. the internet stop was just it. like, can well, we not? You think I'm, that's whimsy? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Amazing. People about to go Mary Poppins on all of us like crazy. Every, 
whoever started it was like, we've got 39 people. This is a movement now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to vote. Yeah. All right. Uh, here are the Game of Thrones creators apologizing for the episode on The Jimmy Kimmel Show. And now a heartfelt apology from Game of Thrones. Hi, I'm D.B. Weiss. And I'm David Benioff. We're the creators of Game of Thrones. We'd like to apologize for Sunday's episode. Not for killing Hodor. We kill a lot of main characters. We've killed 739 main characters so far. We're sorry for all the idiots who, from now on, will be shouting Hodor every time you go through a door. <laughs> you know, and if you're, while we're apologizing, Jimmy Kimmel, those things where, like, you, you ask people on the street about yeah. things that don't exist, that's, we can't see the person's lips moving when they're talking to them. So, like, they add all that shit afterwards, right? Great point. They, yeah. I mean, they add all the audio afterwards. We know yeah. that you're not That's, really... And stop, really not that people aren't that dumb, because they are, but... We stop making parents torture their children yes. and children torture their parents. Yes! It's hard enough being in a family. Listen. Yeah, because I don't need to, like, see the cast-offs from that on Instagram. Like, that's the really sad part. Mm -hmm. People are like, you know what? This is still really great. I'm posting it. Yeah, I didn't make it on the show, but I'm going to fucking post it. It's like your goddamn uh, Doritos ads every January. (laughs) 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 That's a U.S. thing. Team UK, you're not going to understand that, and your life is better for it. We have Uh, Doritos ads. Question number two. They're horrible. No, well, but there's a thing. (laughs) There's a thing that happens because, you know, the Super Bowl is where you put your big ads. So, like... In December and January, you um, you can like if you're in the world of comedy, you can get a bunch of friends together and make a Doritos commercial, and you send it in, and maybe it'll air on the Super Bowl or whatever. But it's like it, what it amounts to is people asking you to be in and or watch your fucking Doritos commercial. Yeah. I'm not sure gets, where dad is stupid and somebody gets hit in the hit in the nuts or whatever. In the UK, the Super Bowl is somewhere we put our Doritos. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Well, Team US, question number two is <laughs> for you. The <laughs> highest grossing movie of this year was Pixar's Finding Dory. Interesting. Uh, uh, well, I guess Rogue One will probably eclipse it fairly soon. Its success is no doubt down to its cameos from beloved British actors. Here's a clip of some sassy, scene stealing sea lions, Fluke and Rudder. Oh, you can do it. That's right. Mind you, don't scuff your bum. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gerald. <laughs> Welcome to your time on this rock. Comfortable, isn't it? <laughs> time to go, go, get off, get All right. Can you name those British actors? I will give you a hint. I want to say honorary Brit uh, Johnny Depp, but I don't think that's right. No. <laughs> no. Do this. Oh, go ahead. Give By me the way, like, when did he... <laughs> Just become a pile of oily rags. <laughs> like, have you seen what's going on? He used to be very handsome. He used to be very handsome, and now he's like, like a, like a propaganda caricature of a Frenchman, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's disgusting. Anyway, okay. So here's the clue. Uh, those two are best known in the U.S. for appearing in a gritty crime show and for doing uh, perfectly passable American accents. Oh, one of them is Idris Elba. I know that. Yep. Um, one is. Um, pretty, so is the show Luther? <laughs> Luther. Uh, Luther. Is it? Um, oh man, it's not. Uh, they were both also on a different crime show. But who plays the? Uh, and also, oh, yeah, someone yeah. from Team UK is saying it right now. Sorry, we were trying, I can't remember McNulty. his name. Yeah. It's McNulty, yeah. but I can't remember his name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the problem. Uh, Dominic West. Kind of the problem. Dominic West. Dominic West. Dominic West. Yeah. Dominic West. That's Dominic what I was going to say. Was hey, nobody called on you, Richard, but the answer is indeed <laughs> Dominic West. Nailed sure. it. You know Nailed what? It. Fuck it. In the spirit of giving, you guys get the point. Great. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 2017 is awesome. It's a Boxing Day miracle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were both on The Wire. 
uh, together. Now Dominic West is on the affair. Idris Elba is Lufa. Yeah. As you have said. Team UK, question number three is for y'all. Uh, not that long ago, and in a galaxy very, very near to us, the Star Wars franchise came roaring back into theaters with Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, one notable aspect of the film is the return of Frankenstein actor Peter Cushing as Grand Moff Tarkin. I love uh, Peter here's a clip Cushing. From, yeah, well, here's a clip I love him. of him as Tarkin in the original Star Wars. Give it a listen. In a way, you have determined the choice of the planet that will be destroyed first. Since you are reluctant to provide us with the location of the rebel base, I have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Aldera. He's, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. What wow. else makes his appearance in Rogue One so remarkable, Team UK? He's dead. That is correct. He is dead. <laughs> dead, dead, dead. Uh, he died dead. in 1994 at age yeah. 81. He, he, he's, he's such a sad yeah. man because he was very much in love with his wife. Um, I recommend reading Christopher Lee's autobiography because, one, it exposes his entire life, including getting shot in the arse and also losing his virginity to a red-headed girl at the age of 24, which is bloody brilliant. But also he wow. describes a day that um, Peter Cushing's wife dies and it is the oh. most heartbreaking, tragic, beautiful, lovely... And the man's just... The, uh, Peter Cushing was just an acting genius. He could, like, light a cigarette, eat an entire breakfast, and deliver the most poignant bit of dialogue all at the same time. So check out any Peter Cushing well, acting. Well, who knew? We yeah. had the world's leading authority on Peter Cushing. Wow. On this I episode love it. of International Wars. Cushing head. Congratulations. You're a real Cushing head. <laughs> <laughs> don't know, I don't know why that would be bad. Cushman. <laughs> it's a Cushman in the UK. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But anyway, they reanimated him uh, for Rogue One using CGI. I don't know how they got him. How did they get the voice? They Was had an just... actor who, oh. who could do his voice oh. that had probably dots on him. And uh-huh. the, the only piece of dialogue they used from the original film was, you may fire when ready. Uh-huh. When ready. Uh-huh. That was, uh, that's from the original New Hope. Great. Wow. I kind of want to see the film now. I so wasn't... Now yeah, kind of. Unreal. I mean, really, no, no cushing insulting. heads. Life is complete without Rogue One. Now, so now we've got to think about whether our SAG-AFTRA contracts like, extend to our mortal lives or yeah. beyond. Or... Uh, I had a long conversation about this with somebody the other day yeah. about whether or not his family got some money for that. They must have. They have to have. Yeah. They have to have. Mm-hmm. Now we just need Donald Trump to build a wall oh, okay. between yeah. the nether sphere and our world to uh, keep our jobs from going to And uh, make to those people dead people pay ghosts. for it. I would actually support that. Team U.S., question number four is for you. Despite sellout tours and diamond sales of their album in the U.S. in 2016, that means $10 million, yeah. 10 million mm. copies, I mean, or more, uh, which British musician was subtitled to be understood by viewers doing a, during a U.S. TV interview in March? She had to be subtitled. I was say, it's, it's Adele. It's Adele. Yeah. It's Adele. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's the only person to sell albums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was subtitled during an interview with uh, KTLA. They thought that viewers might struggle to understand uh, her Tottenham twang. So they, uh, <laughs> they, they gave subtitles. Uh, also, people might have wondered why their local TV network was interviewing the teapot from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Adele truly is what all Americans uh, sound like when they're doing a British accent. You know what I mean? Hello. Yeah. She, like... Like every fucking dumb improv scene where there's like a little boy and he's selling a newspaper and you give him a quarter and then he fucking bites the quarter. Why did? Why does that only and always happen in improv scenes? Well, that's what you fucking sound like. Scene working, that baby. Uh, we would play a clip of that particular TV appearance, but obviously Adele being subtitled is more of a visual situation. So just for fun, here is Adele being attacked on stage in Mexico by a bat. 
I had no idea that happened. And that I, was the bat laughing. Oh, I have a I feeling think, that was more visual than subtitles, though. Yeah. No, oh no, they're God. laughing at the voice. <laughs> no they're laughing yeah. at her going, oh, it's a bat! That's what they're yeah. laughing at. They're horrible people. Yeah. Yeah. They don't understand how that people That was the worst right. part about 2016, yeah. is I miss all that fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, the bat's got a knife! I wish you could see this, podcast listeners! It's got a knife and there's another bat wearing riot gear! Well, golly gee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at the end of round two, the scores are U.S. is in the lead with eight. The U.K.'s got six. Thank hey. you, everyone, for being here. We're That's not resting bad. our laurels over here. Hell no, you're not. You're fucking pulling away with it. <laughs> but we'll see what happens in our oh, final God. round, which will take place after this break. The great questions of your life. The great questions of your life. Should you put ketchup on a hot dog? Put ketchup on a hot dog. Toilet paper, over or under? Toilet paper. Star Wars, Star or Star Wars Trek, or Star Trek. Fear not, my friends. Fear not, Mark my and friends. Hal always reach the definitive answer. Simply listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific on Maximum Fun. Fun. We got this. Your better self is right around the corner. Namaste. All right. Hey, welcome back to International Waters. Let's move on to our final round. Now, I know both teams have tried crazy hard. I see the beads of sweat on the, on the brows of Team U.S. I can only imagine what's going on in London. Uh, but I want drunk. you to know. <laughs> if that means under my shirt, it's even wetter. <laughs> now, I want you to know that all this effort has been as useless as wishing for a Groundhog Day do-over of 2016. I have tried. Like, it doesn't matter how hard you wish. You can't travel through time. Mm, like, I have wished so fucking hard. I can travel work. through time. Fords a oh, second really? at a time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that is still... Oh. Technically, pedantry wins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought you were just promoting your history podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the winner of the final round receives one million points. Oh, wow. Shit. I know, it matters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, we're not playing. No, no, no. This is for all the models. That would probably we that put it would probably put us in the lead. Yeah, it would do if we won it. It might. Okay. It might. This last round is called reboot to the head. Here's the thing: we know no matter how successful something is in one country, it's nothing until it's been hastily remade in another. You thought who's the boss was funny? Uh Uh-uh. Wait until you watch the British remake, The Upper Hand. Yep. Which I've actually never seen, but I bet it's great. I bet it's 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 as good as it's as good as who's the boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so wait, what is? Because uh, in the US, <coughs> Angela. Like every time he was talking to Angela, he was quite, Angela. Yeah. What was what was the equivalent? Um, he was a Liverpudlian man, and was he? Uh, yeah, and uh, I can't remember what the the lady and she was I think she was called Angela as well, but I don't. I think he probably went An- Angela. <laughs> Angela. It's probably that. I just remember them playing. They played soccer in the garden in the opening titles. That's what I. Remember. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was nice. Oh, that's fine. With Kelly that's Bright. Fun. Kelly I Bright think I'll like find Richard. Kelly Bright was the daughter in it. Stop being nice. They played football. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. In this round, you will be pitching me, me, Dave Holmes, you. the head of showbiz, a remake <laughs> of a 2016 smash hit from across the pond. Uh, Brits, because you're a little bit behind, I'm going to be a gentleman and let you go first. Okay. I want you to pitch me a very British reboot of Captain America Civil War. 
The story of a fanatically patriotic super soldier going to war against his billionaire superhero pal Iron Man. There are fights. There's CGI. There's sassy wisecracks. Uh, It made over a billion dollars worldwide in 2016. So I want you to reboot Captain America as a British superhero franchise. Who's the star? Who's the bad guy? Who are his superhero pals? What are the values they are fighting for? Your two minutes starts now. Okay, so Captain America, Civil War. Captain America is played by Chris Evans. So obviously, you know, it can't be Captain, can he? He's got to be like, he's got to be something very British, like Lance Corporal. No, better than Lance Corporal, Lieutenant, because you call it Lieutenant, and that is incorrect. So Lieutenant, Lieutenant Blighty? Yeah, well, played by Chris Evans, but our Chris Evans. Yeah, Yeah. definitely played by Chris Evans, (laughs) our Chris Evans. Radio 2 DJ. <laughs> so we're going to have him play by him. And then, as far as I'm aware, American Civil War is really about a sort of battle over government oversight of superheroes. So it's about government regulation, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And it's it's right. it's Captain America versus Iron Man. So we need, um, like, the opposite of Iron Man would be an Iron Lady. At the moment, we've got the Prime Minister, who is yeah. Iron Lady 2, Right, so she's uh-huh. Theresa May. So you've got Chris Evans versus Theresa May. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a, and what's being what's the biggest thing in the news that's happened in the UK about government regulation? That is porn. So at the moment, oh, Theresa May oh, yeah. is trying to bring in regulation, saying yeah. that we've got to regulate all the porn. And Chris Evans would be anti this. It's a big job. It's a big. It's a big job to <laughs> even just to regulate the porn I'm watching. He's just. I will <laughs> take, we'll take. We'll take most of government department most of the year to get through. So it'll be good for jobs. It won't be so much CGI as Chris Evans holding placards saying we love squirting. That's... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tell me about the climactic battle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, climactic is the word. (laughs) I I think basically it's who can make Theresa May come first. I think that would be... It's going to be a long film. It's going to be a long, long film. Only using (laughs) specific clips of uh, you porn or red. She's desiccated all the way through. I mean, to to get any part of her wet is going to take a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think that's the last bit that's going to get wet. Well, it's Lieutenant Blighty, so we could dunk her in the channel. That'll help. (laughs) Hey, a fish could go. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, it, we're done. That's, 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 that's as it. good as you're getting. <laughs> we all got time to spare. Okay. But, uh, but that was beautiful. I would see the shit out of that. <laughs> I bet you would. Tell you? Fantastic. Oh, my God. And I'm like... Well, that's the sort of thing that would be in the film. That's on. a quote. Excellent. <laughs> British porn is the best porn because it's basically like American porn except the women just occasionally out. It's all right if I have a fab break now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Team US. I'm putting two minutes on the clock. You will be rebooting. Bridget Jones's baby. A lovably awkward British singleton finds herself pregnant by two potential fathers. Colin Firth is her stammeringly repressed love interest. There's a super sanitized version of London as a backdrop. A gentle series of comic misunderstandings, all set to the music of Ed Sheeran. It's very British. You didn't see it. I didn't either. But we imagine that you get it, right? It's Bridget Jones's baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how would you reboot this movie into a sexy, nail-biting blockbuster Hmm. for U.S. audience? Your time starts. Uh, now. Well, I mean, obviously, instead of Bridget Jones, it's Tyler Perry's Medea. Oh, who yes, absolutely. Uncontrollably farts all the time because sure. Middle America loves fart noises, oh, especially and everything. feet up in those stirrups. Yeah, you do not. She's see like, this, you don't know if that baby's yeah. coming or not. Hurler, baby, and then just fart it like yeah. just. So it's just... Tyler Perry's Medea's baby. Yeah, okay, that's right. It's like Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It's yeah, one of those things where there's just a lot of possessives. She's writing in her journal. 
or whatever <laughs> she would call it. That's correct. Was but, that your Medea? <laughs> well, that hurler was, but okay. I I don't couldn't do any other words. Probably can't even do that one. <laughs> I I was imagining um, to at least this if this is going to be a blockbuster in the U.S. It has to have at least two of the U.S.'s handsomest handsomest three Chris's, mm-hmm. either yeah. Chris Pine, Pratt, or Evans. Uh-huh. Yeah, Captain America, Lieutenant. Yeah, no, he's he's taken. He's very busy. Yeah. But it's I mean, is America ready for an interracial Medea baby movie? That's what we're going to find out, because when Larry the Cable Guy shows up out of nowhere as the doctor, he's oh. got something to say about all this. Yeah. And he has medical experience. He's reprising his role from, uh, there was like a 2005 movie where he is a military doctor of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, so everyone's going to be very happy to see that back in theaters. Uh-huh. Uh, so Bridget Jones works in publishing or some kind of shit like that. Uh, what does Medea do? <laughs> What's her fun little city gal job? She uh, is a... <laughs> She runs sound for TMZ, okay. so she's in the bullpen with them while they say, like, what do we got? And like, mm-hmm. uh, I got uh, Eddie Murphy slipping outside of the <laughs> Ivy. So who's who's the Harvey, who plays Harvey Levin? Oh, oh that, that's a great question. Uh, Harvey Levin is actually played by Colin Firth. That's oh, the great. That's the one oh, that's we get. Because, you know, yeah. it's a sophistication thing, that's but Americans twist. don't like them, so. Okay, so she's found herself pregnant. What happens? Well, <laughs> first of all, it's she just balloons up immediately. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she blames it on gas. Yep, she blames it. She's like, because she's got gas all the time. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know she's pregnant. This is a she. She's a solid. She's in. She's in. Uh, she's at term when she is when she finally finds out, and she's still fighting it too. <laughs> the yeah, and Tyler Perry also plays uh, her brother, mm. who's like, "You are pregnant, girl," and she's like, "No, it's just gas." Uh-huh. They have a heart to heart about the importance <laughs> of accepting <laughs> medical diagnoses and. <laughs> This is a, and this is where the movie takes a serious turn, as all good Medea movies do. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then there's an earthquake, and oh. the baby is shaken loose from her. Oh no! On the way, and then it becomes like, oh, the baby fell out of the cab. Uh-huh. Now the baby, uh, but landed on a skateboard, and they have to go get that baby. That's sure. true. And Medea does not lose a beat in blaming the earthquake on a fart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even though she's tied to it by the umbilical cord, is being dragged <laughs> behind it. She's like, "This is the worst gas ever." Wow, I, your Medea really freaks me out. Um, how how do we wrap this whole thing up? We got Chris Pine and, and, and Chris Pratt. Yep. Um, she's knocked up. She's had the kid. The kid's on a skateboard. Um, she. <laughs> um, it's nighttime. Yes. She's near a beautiful fountain. How does it work out? Oh, oh, she's there. She's of course there with both Pratt and Pine. Yeah. And they're arguing with uh-huh. each other. Well, yeah. She they're fighting not, in a fountain. She does not. They're wrestling in a fountain. Wow. Yeah. They're down to t-shirts. Babies. Right. That's I like right. We're film. seeing nips through. <laughs> Tanks. Right. Mm-hmm. And and who shows up? Oprah Winfrey. And she says, girl, now the three of you are a non-traditional family, and you are going to raise that baby, and everybody gets daycare. Woo! And your time is up. Your time is up. <laughs> the baby will return. You really? The, the, daycare. <laughs> the baby will return in Avengers Infinity War. Was that was that real time? It felt like ninety minutes long. That film it was just being described. It was. They acted the entire <laughs> thing out. Okay. It was Tell's wearing a Medea costume right now. <laughs> yeah. It is impeccable. This booth is a mess. <laughs> okay, I'm tallying the points up right now. I thought the gas was what Americans call petrol. Oh. It's confusing. Yes, it is. Okay. It is, but it's also it also what gets in your tum tum after you eat bad things. We have chemistry yeah. here. Um. Okay. You know what? We have chemistry. I liked. Team UK's a little bit better, but you guys, we need this. Yeah. Team US is the winner. Yeah. America oh, no. ends 2016 on top, you guys. It's oh. an empty victory because you didn't really deserve it, but that's okay. We need it. We lost the popular vote. That's yes. fine. We lost the popular vote. <laughs> the on a technicality. Oh. 
You guys win. So, hang on, Dave, does that Thank make you. you the Electoral College? Are you it's to yes. blame for everything? I am to blame for everything. I'm <laughs> archaic and I should be put to pasture. Uh, okay, before we finish, do you guys have anything that you want to plug? And then to offset the ego karma, something that someone else did that you think is great and you want the world to know about. Izzy, we'll start with you. Okay, I want to plug my two podcasts again, which are the Z List Dead List or Z List Dead List.com. That's you right. Can find I that. that second one. Yeah. Um, and also the British Museum member cast, if you're into your history, that's a really fun one. Um, things that I really enjoy listening to. I really like The Illusionist by Helen Zaltzman, another podcast. Oh, we love her. And yeah. also, um, I really like a show called A.A. Artema. A.A. Artema. So there we go, which is one of Richard's shows. But it's a really good... It's called As It Occurs To Me. He basically does a sketch show, which he writes pretty much five minutes before doing it live in front of an audience. And it is utterly brilliant. You can listen to the old series, but he's writing a new series now, which he's also filming. And you can support him like I do by buying badges and things. Wow. Very nice. Very nice. I'm in. Good. Richard, how about you? Yeah, well, I do that podcast. I do a podcast called Rich Chang's Less Square Theatre Podcast, where I talk to mainly comedians uh, for a long time. And it's good fun. Uh, and I ask some stupid questions. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there's a good podcast called uh, The Mental... No, what's, what's the... Me- mental Illness Happy Hour? No. <laughs> there's the Ray Peacock's Mental... Oh, pod- gosh, what is it called? Mental oh. Podcast. Yeah. It's about being mental, anyway. Yeah. Uh, about being mentally yeah. ill. If you, uh, like, if you like The Mental Illness Happy Hour, you like Ray Peacock's Ian, one as well. Ian Boldsworth, I think Ian he goes Boldsworth, under yeah, now. Yeah. He's changed his name. We're, we're quite... Also, I'd like to promote Cronenberg 1664, yes, Cronenberg. which got us through... All of this. your... <laughs> we may have lost, but we drank more beer than you did. Yeah, and exactly. That, uh, yeah, makes so it that does, makes us winners. It does. We win. We win, even though well it's a French done. beer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Which you, we guys. How lovely what you got. Well, geez, uh, you can listen to Tights and Fights here on the Maximum Fun Network. Oh. And we got this with Mark and Hal here on the Maximum Fun Network. And if you are in the San Francisco area, uh-huh. Saturday, January 14th, Mark and I are recording a live show as part of SF Sketchfest. Yeah. You can go to their website to get information. We're going to have some of our friends from Thrilling Adventure Hour, the dearly departed and recently departed mm-hmm. Thrilling Adventure Hour, mm-hmm. joining us on stage. And I'd like to promote Red Oaks on Amazon Prime as an original series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a comedy series. There are two seasons available right now. Uh-huh. takes place in the mid-'80s at a country club in... Uh, Suburban New Jersey, and uh-huh. it's fantastic. I hear good things. Yes. All right. You've sold me. Wonderful. Josh Briggs, what you got? Uh, you can listen to me every week with my co-host, Andy Rosen, on Totally Beverages and Sometimes Hot Sauce. You can find that wherever finer podcasts are given away for free. Uh-huh. The or, special uh, Dave Holmes episode the, is coming. It's coming so in 2017. It's going to be a two-parter. Watch your feeds for that. And uh, you can or follow us on social media at Pod. Uh, or me at Josh Briggs, um, and yeah, that's it. If there's and there's something that I love uh-huh. from this year, I yep. would say I'll go ahead and plug a comic book. There's a comic book called Descender by Jeff Lemire, and it is sci-fi, and it is great, and it is uh, it's a really wonderful time, beautiful artwork. And so, if you're looking for uh, an intro into comics or something to uh, get somebody back into, or maybe as a Boxing Day gift, you can get a copy of Descender by Jeff Lemire. It's wonderful. Right on. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'm Dave Holmes. I'm on Twitter at Dave Holmes. My book party of one is in stores now. What a terrific New Year gift. <laughs> this will be up after Christmas, but I mean, it's, we should still be gifting each other things in the New Year. All the yeah. time. We should be cheering. We need each other. Ourselves yes. and each other. People get older. You need birthday presents and you things. Gotta have birthday presents. Gotta have birthday we're all, presents. We're all traveling through time a second at a time, as yeah. you said. Hey. Um, I also like a book called The like Sun that. Is Also a Star by Nicola Yoon. Um, I'm uh, I'm just like I'm maybe a quarter Ooh. of the way into it, and I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to ration it. 
because it's really beautiful mm. and heartwarming, and it, uh, it makes me happy at the end of a year that made me very sad. Can I uh, plug a book? Yes. There's a book. Um, if you've got kids, right, there's a really yep. cool book called The Imaginary, which is about yep. an imaginary friend whose real person dies. Oh, wow. um, yeah, which oh, is just wow. like, and it's an amazing book, and it's it's by A.F. Harold. So check it out. I okay. think it's in America as well as the UK, but it's a good book. All right, well done. I'm gonna get that. Sounds great. Yeah, subscribe much. to your local paper. How about that? <laughs> how about that? <laughs> how about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about that? Why don't you support, support some press. journalism? <laughs> uh, Josh Briggs, Hal Loveland, Izzy Lawrence, Richard Herring. Thank you for playing International Waters. You there with your headphones on? Thank you for listening. Happy New Year, and we'll see you next time on International Waters. Bye. Bye. Cheerio. You've been listening to International Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing with Josh Briggs, Hal Loveland, Izzy Lawrence, Richard Herring. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. If you haven't already left us a review on iTunes, what a, what a great way to start 2017. It helps us get the word out to new listeners, and it just makes it feel good inside. Uh, the show was recorded at Guilt Free Post in London by John Purcell Shackleton and at Max Fun HQ in Los Angeles. The script was written by Sarah Morgan and Riley Silverman, and our producers are Christian Duenas and Jennifer Marmer. Bye, y'all. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.